You're tuning in to Missouri NEA Connects, a podcast to focus on all things Missouri education, from policy to practice, so that each of us can unite, inspire, and lead from where we are. We're happy you're here. Hi friends, Samantha Hayes here, Missouri NEA Teaching and Learning Director to deliver the Missouri State Board of Education report. What a time to be a fly on the wall in that boardroom. First, MSIP 6 Annual Performance Report, APR, was released on Tuesday, same day as the state board. It was a very full Tuesday, let me tell you. The Missouri School Improvement Plan officially entered its sixth iteration on Tuesday, March 7th with the release of the APRs, those annual performance reports for Missouri schools. Typically, the APR is what DESE and the state board use to classify school districts and then determine accreditation status. Because this new phase of MSIP was drastically different, it's an adjustment in how the APR is calculated. It's different from MSIP 5. It is considered a pilot year in statute. So the APR released for 21-22 will not be what determines classification and accreditation. According to statute, which I have also linked in the description, quote, when DESE implements a new statewide assessment system, the first year of such statewide assessment system and performance indicators shall be utilized as a pilot year for the purpose of calculating a district's annual performance report under the Missouri School Improvement Program. The results of a statewide pilot shall not be used to lower public school district's accreditation or for a teacher's evaluation, end quote. Due to the statute, initial classification under MSIP 6 based on APRs will occur in 23-24. Classification under MSIP 6 will occur in 22-23, but it will not be lowered due to performance scores. The 21-22 classifications for school districts were, will only be based on superintendent certification, reserve fund balance, local board member orientation and training, and compliance with state and federal law. MSIP 6 is an entirely new way to score schools to reach the APR, which is why it is not possible to compare APR results from MSIP 5 to MSIP 6. Now, I have included the APR formula overview in the description in the full MSIP 6 comprehensive guide. The first link is going to be a really quick view, and then the MSIP comprehensive guide really goes into the exact details and examples of how the APR is calculated. This can also be found on DESE's MSIP 6 webpage, which I have also linked in the description. Results for the recently released APR under MSIP 6 are available at the public APR dashboard, again, linked in the description here at this podcast. I'm also It's also linked in our state board report once that is released. Uh, there are two versions of the APR report that were released on Tuesday. A visual report and a detailed Tableau report. At the state board meeting, we did get a preview and kind of a demonstration of the visual report. It looks nice. It has a lot of boxes that pop up when you hover over certain pieces of the report to help give a definition, uh, to kind of help orient the public who may not know what those indicators mean or how those some of the numbers are calculated. It looks nice, it really does. Um, there is also the detailed Tableau report that really gets into especially the map and EOC data, but it is the public report that is on that dashboard and especially that is 
the first link in Desi's website, or MSIP 6 website. It says, see MSIP, or APR dashboard here, and you click that. While the two scores are not comparable, again, I'm going to keep saying that, MSIP 5 and MSIP 6 are not comparable in terms of what the score is because they represent different things. The way that Desi arrived at those numbers are very different. While the two scores are not comparable in what they represent, the State Board of Education did view the differences in the APR distributions from 2018, the last time APRs were used for classification due to the COVID pandemic disruptions, and 2022 the one that was released on Tuesday. Under MSIP 5 in 2018, the median score for APR was 96.2 for all school districts. And now, under the new MSIP 6 calculations in 2022, the median APR score was 77.1 for all school districts in percentages. The N2022 APR results are not being used to determine accreditation, but in 2023-2024, Classification and accreditation determinations under MSIP 6 and APRs will be determined. When that time does come, districts can be deemed provisionally accredited when their percent results for the APR is below 70%, and anything below 50% is deemed unaccredited. Again, APRs for the next few years are not used to lower classification, but if the distribution stands as it is today, there are many school districts in Missouri who would be considered provisionally accredited, and unaccredited in 23-24. Further, there has been minimal discussion from the state board or publicly from the department surrounding the concrete supports, actionable steps, that districts who fall into these two categories of provisionally accredited and unaccredited classifications that have been discussed in terms of what those districts will receive as a result of the new APRs that determine those classifications. As someone who focuses so much on teaching and learning, and as someone who is coming straight from the classroom, as someone who has been trained in school administration, I am concerned, to say the least, that the majority of the conversations that occur surrounding MSIP, a majority of the conversations that are surrounding these APRs and the classification at the state board there's not a focus on improvement. It all has to do with capital A accountability. And as someone who looks at best practice research for teaching and learning and for how to run a school, focusing on these punitive measures that may, sure, work in the business community, we are not a business. We are education. And the two spheres can exist at the same time and function in very different ways, and they and they should. School improvement program. As someone who has taught for their whole adult career, when you are teaching, you don't reach improvement by only implementing punitive measures. And that is what is happening, or appears to be happening, from these APR releases from this new MSIP. It just concerns me personally, also as a citizen of Missouri, that a lot of discussion is only focused on accountability and not focused on, well, how do we get our districts to a place where they are improving, where they are being the best that they can be, serving their communities with all of the resources and supports that we can provide as a result of these APRs 
and school improvement measures that have been put in place by bureaucrats. The association is concerned about the most recent iteration of MSIP and APR releases. The new APR results are calculated in a way that will lead to oversimplification, misinterpretation, and generalizations regarding the quality of public schools in Missouri. It feeds into a false narrative that public schools are failing because I would very much argue that they are not. More information on MSIP 6 can be found on DESE's school improvement webpage. Or you can just contact me, Samantha Hayes at MNEA. I am happy to chat about this. I could talk about it all day long. I kind of do already. So I would love to include you in my conversations. Next, the board heard governmental affairs update. Missouri legislature is almost reached the halfway point, a little bit over the halfway point, but spring break is starting next week for session. As of Tuesday, only two bills Regarding education, had crossed into different chambers, both Senate bills, Senate Bill 4, Parents' Bill of Rights, which that could be a whole nother podcast that we could talk about. And hopefully next week, Otto will chat about that. And Senate Bill 34, authorization to allow school districts to offer elective social studies courses in Hebrew, Scripture, and the Bible. House Bill 253 regarding open enrollment was briefly discussed by the board. Since Tuesday, it has passed into the other chamber to send to the Senate. The bills surrounding assessment and accreditation were the primary focus for the state board under this topic. Those bills that they really focused on were House Bill 49 and Senate Bill 85. I've linked all of these different bills in the description for your viewing if you would like. The state board did say that the MAP assessment does need revisiting. They were mostly concerned that those bills surrounding accreditation and assessment would take away accountability in Missouri schools. Again, we're coming back to the capital A accountability. The board discussed releasing a statement opposing those pieces of legislation regarding assessment and accreditation. The state board also received an update on National Assessment of Educational Progress, NAEP. The state board requested a deeper dive into the NAEP scores that were presented in December 2022. The report pulled out data from the top performing states, most improved states, lowest performing states, and how Missouri compared to each of those groups and each of those states in various aspects of NAEP. The full report is linked in the description of this podcast and also on my report, but also I wanted to go over Desi's main takeaways from the data. They determined that spending on education is greater in top performing states. Infrastructure in the top performers, top performing states differ from Missouri. Literacy is a focus among all top performers and all most improved states. Desi shares characteristics with the most improved states. Data shows that improvement is possible. The association's concern lies with the main takeaways in it was really building a case to show that Missouri is doing all of the things and that the most improved states and the most in the top performers are also doing and we're spending as much money or less. The concern is that it's a case that we don't need to invest more into our public education in Missouri. It is concerning in that sense and what conclusions can be drawn from it. Uh, if you are con- curious about what those, that further data, that deeper dive looks like, 
that is linked in the description. Additional news. Due to time constraints, the report on mental health awareness training in 9 through 12 health and physical education curriculum was postponed. It was just very rushed at the end because the, some of the state board members had to rush over to the House of Representatives to have a meeting, uh, have an open meeting to allow legislators to ask questions about the APR. So this, this got pushed. The association supports any efforts that address mental health and social-emotional learning in all levels of public education, and we will be watching closely for this topic to return next month since it was skipped this month. Blue Ribbon Commission Phase 2, Culture and Climate for Teachers, will begin later this month. Each of these meetings are open for public viewing. They are listed on the Blue Ribbon Commission website and also in my report. MNEA will be present at each of these meetings. There are four of them that are scheduled before Phase 2 reports to the State Board in August. There will be two virtual meetings and two in-person meetings. All of them are not very conducive to educators joining since they are at from 1 to 3 o'clock virtually or 9 to 3 p.m. in person. So I will be attending all of those. I am super curious um, what this phase two can produce in terms of results for recommendations. Whenever I was watching the phase one of the Blue Ribbon Commission on Teacher Recruitment and Retention, I didn't disagree with a lot of their rec- with all their recommendations, they felt a little bit lackluster in terms of are they really going to solve anything? They just felt like band-aids or at least the priority recommendations. And I just kept saying to myself, this is not anything that has to do with the day-to-day that just erodes our teachers' love for this profession. And I don't and I don't want to say that as in teachers need to be martyrs because that is not what I'm saying. I'm saying we can love this profession and also have better working conditions for all educators in the state of Missouri, because right now they are not. So I really hope phase two of that Blue Ribbon Commission really get at that piece that I felt was missing from the Blue Ribbon Commission in phase one. So more to come on that. I'm sure I'll make a podcast about it. So keep keep tuning in. Finally, there was consideration of charter school applications for renewals from Lafayette Preparatory Academy, Lift for Life Academy, and Gordon Parks Elementary School. They were all approved. Next meeting of the Missouri State Board of Education will be held April 13th to 14th in Cassville, Missouri. If you have any questions or suggestions, please contact me, Samantha Hayes. All contact information is in the description. Details of the state board agenda can be found also in the detail in the description. I am linking it to the direct state board website if you would like to see all of the presentations that occurred that day. And please let me know if you have any questions. If you are a member and would like to host, please reach out to me. Fill out the request for proposals. The link is also in the description. I'm promising a lot for this description, so um, lots of good things in there. I'm the hyperlink queen today. So I hope you all have a great weekend, and if your spring break is next week, have a great break, well-deserved break, um, and enjoy the spring weather. (laughs) 